mm-hmm. I'm going to be like, I'm going to be damaged here shortly. I'm going to ask you a question, AJ. I think I know the answer to it, but I'm going to ask it anyway. I didn't hear you. Sorry. I had to take my headphones off. <laughs> did you, or did you not purchase between last podcast and this podcast closed back headphones? I have not yet. Fuck my life. <laughs> oh my God. What is it? Close back headphones because we get audio bleed on CJ's feed. What is close back headphones? So I'll take a picture of mine and I'll show you what open back is. Close back prevents sound bleed. I don't know what I have. Uh, I don't, it's weird because I've got I have open backs, but I don't think. I don't think I have you guys turned up loud enough to bleed outside the the headphones. What's weird though is like on previous episodes, the last two, I've heard a lot of bleed on AJ's, but like all the episodes before that, I don't hear any at all. So I don't know if like the output level changed on the headphone output or what the deal is. I think maybe AJ, do you think you turned it up when it seemed like you couldn't hear me? No, I didn't change anything. I've checked all my settings. What's weird is like on the mic, it shows um, like when you, the mic's activated from my voice or you guys. And when I'm near you guys and you're talking or when you're talking and I'm near the mic, I don't see the mic picking up any kind of noise. So that's the weird part. But yeah, what am I up. I'll, send you a, I'll send you a clip lights. of the last edit session. I felt like killing myself. Yeah, I'm supposed to yell at you, by the way. At me? No, I'm yelling at you, so we'll pass on whatever you've got to say to me. I already told him. This isn't for... What do you mean you told him? For not bringing up the permanent marker and dry erase marker. See, look at that. I just instantly (laughs) go and tell him... Welcome to the Rhythm Pyro Podcast. Where Rosie, AJ, and Jamie ignite your passion for pyromusical show design while testing the very limits of your capacity for stupid... And welcome to the Rhythm Pyro Podcast. I'm Bo. That's AJ. Hola. And that's Jamie. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> we're obvious and some professional pyro show designers, and we're big fans of the modern, modern, modern pyro musical. This podcast is a place where we can get together, talk shop, talk art, share tips, tricks, news, and insights with y'all. Y'all, hello, hey, hey um, y'all, y'all. I love that one. Don't forget, uh, this episode is supposed to be in Espanol. Do we have one? Of, we give one of those little caption things. <laughs> the bottom. The somebody asked. Somebody asked me. Um, mm, was it over the Fourth of July? It wasn't physically. It wasn't at the lake, but somebody messaged me, and they're like, "Is is AJ really Spanish?" Just look at my last name. The fuck? I, dude, I, to be completely honest Let with you, the that. first time, like the only thing I get so distracted by your first name, you know, I'm, I'm used to hungry. calling you AJ. So when I see your first name, I still get like, Ooh, I'm in the mood for Fizzoli's. <laughs> you know how Facebook has like all these little hidden nooks and crannies. You never know where you are half the time because the, the whole platform is so convoluted, whether you're on the computer or on your phone. But I found a, there was a screen that said, you must have your nickname set as AJ. 
because I found a screen that, that said Alfredo parentheses, AJ Plata. And I'm like, where wow, was that at? I have no idea. I don't know where the fuck I was. I don't have anything like that that I've ever said. I didn't For even real? know you could do that. Yeah. You don't have anything said on Facebook that says my nickname is AJ. No, I'm actually okay. going to go look at my actual page. And, you should double check that. Well, you know, that's then, why uh, I got part of that lawsuit where I got two of them, two payments from Facebook. How much? Uh, one was like 385. The other one was like 700 and something. Oh, you're fucking kidding me. Did you get in on that class action thing? Fuck yeah, I did. <laughs> oh my God. Boy, I missed out. Yeah. Boy, did dollar. I miss out. Well, I guess, they, I, guess I think they took your- from Apple. They must have taken that settlement payment and figured that was permission to just comb through your entire life's work. And it's because uh, say, of his last name. He, he, he got more. Well, dude, every time I get my bill for my Comcast, it's always like the way it's folded in the, in the mail. When I open it, the first thing you see is it's in Spanish <laughs> or when I get messages <laughs> from Verizon, they're in Spanish. When I get text messages from like our ComEd, they, they're in Spanish, <laughs> which I, again, they're being racist because just as that's my last name doesn't well, mean yeah, that. They're, 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 I guess they're stereotyping. I don't know. I mean, is that, that on the, is that racist. on the back though? I mean, isn't all that fine print in Spanish and English and all the other languages on usually no, the, on the back of the bill? Well, I mean, when I get, no, it's not on the bill. That's the thing. It's always like, um, when they're sending me offers and things like that, it's always in Spanish. And then, so it's like, as you open it, it's in Spanish, but if you flip it over, it's in English, but the text messages, that's kind of weird. Like, why are you sending me a text message in Spanish? I've never once said, I speak Spanish. This is how I want my messages sent to me. They just see my last name or maybe my name and they're like, oh yeah, he's Hispanic, which I am, but doesn't mean I speak Spanish fully. Yeah, we. I we wish I did though. We should really <laughs> wish I did. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Um, yeah. Somebody, oh, does, nah. somebody said something on Facebook about uh, you know you speak in Spanish. Like do the episode in Spanish, and I'm like, oh, it's just going to be like a string of dirty words, like in high school <laughs> when you go to Spanish class. Like the only cool things you learn how to say are yo tango pollo or you know how do I go to the bathroom or too so stupid or la cabeza. Yeah. <laughs> I know how to say elder things. <laughs> well, I know I, how to ask for directions. I know how to ask uh, how much something is. I know how to say big picture your family for $8. What? In two weeks. <laughs> big picture your family for $2. Grande foto de la familia pro Dude, I'm still racking my brain on what life situation you were in where you had to say that or somebody said that to you. <laughs> hey, I made a living doing that. <laughs> oh, okay. Now I'm, now I'm seeing. Oh, never mind. I sold family portraits. Oh, that's right. Okay. Now it all makes sense. Yeah. I liked the yeah. when it was shrouded in mystery a whole hell of a lot better. It was. It was. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So this week we are going to talk about, uh, we're going to talk, it's going to have a little, little PSA, a little public <laughs> service announcement. Mm. We've all had shows over the last couple of weeks and I think our last episode was really what we experienced on those shows and what we learned and things like that. And when I say we, I primarily mean AJ. Oh, Leave okay. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's true in a way. I think we've had our experiences, but unfortunately, I don't think we've had it as unfortunate as you have. Well, he's also does it more. 
Yeah, I mean, he does it more, but he... So, we're going to actually... Here we go. First. Yeah. This makes sense. Hola, amigos. This is Fireworks and Vices Luis Alfredo. Sit down, grab your pillow, and enjoy a siesta while he tells you about how his way of doing things is muy superioso. Okay? No, it doesn't. It doesn't because this isn't advice. This is this is a genuine outreach to the community to say, hey, what's the term when the police officers are looking for a particular make and model of a car bolo? APB. Um, yeah, I don't know. What is it? Like be on the lookout for, right? APB. Yeah, APB. APB. Okay. I don't know. I don't All know where it's bulletin. Where did I get bolo? I could have swore I saw that. Because your name's Bo, so you wanted to try no, to rhyme with not at all. Yeah, that's it. I just like to say words with my name. Which <laughs> <laughs> is so easy to do because there's only two letters. We're going to talk about MJG igniters this year. So initially, there was some concern uh, with performance on MJG firewire initiators. And I guess to to provide some context for those of you out there that don't know what MJG Firewire Initiators are, they're a really cool addition to the market. It's it's basically consumer uh, non-regulated EMATCH. You know, you, you need an ATF license to purchase real EMATCH, but Firewire Firewire Initiators, excuse me, you do not right. Um, and you know, MJG manufactures these. I believe they're manufactured down in Mexico. There was some concern on some of the community groups. I don't know. When would you say Caleb threw that note up originally and people started kind of looking at this? Like the first week of June. June. Yeah. And yeah. May, beginning of June. Please note as we talk about this, you know, it is not our intent at all to shit on someone's business whatsoever. What we are trying to do is, you know, keeping in concert with, with the things that we believe in as pyro musical designers and, and guys that are, um, you know, really dependent upon this kind of reliable. Stuff to, yeah. It's gotta work, right? This stuff's gotta to work and it has to be reliable. And I think there's always a certain threshold for pain that we realize there's always going to be errors. There's always going to be, you know, stuff that doesn't work to a certain degree, but this year, AJ, you had um, an experience that was well beyond what I would consider God a awful. normal year's <laughs> error margin for MJGs. And, and to go off of what you said, like I, I've spoken to Jeff about this. We've had conversations and, you know, he's been apologetic and, you know, he's doing the best he can to try to figure out, you know, where this batch came from. But as he said, it's it's hard to track the batches when they're not bought by the case and directly from him, because once they leave his facility and go off to other people, you know, people order, you know, five, five boxes of this, 10 boxes of that, and they get pulled out of other cases and it's just hard to track that. So I, I get that. And, uh, you know, he seems to, like I said, he's apologetic. So, I mean, it's not like he's like, yeah, whatever, I don't care and not doing anything about it, you know? So again, what, like Bo said, we're not trying to trash anybody. It's just more of, information for everybody <laughs> something yeah, to be and, well unaware look out especially for pirate musicals yeah and you know for me i i am so excited this year for sky wars and i am so excited for sky wars because you know the one four program i feel like you know i i've gone to the event for for many years 
and I've seen designers do their thing, but you and Mike and Scott, like the one four program this year is so special to my designer's heart, just because all three of you guys, you're super unique in the way that you design your shows and put things up. And when you expressed to me what happened at the last show with your failure rates for MGGs, that's the kind of thing where I look at it and I go, oh my God, if there's even remotely a chance that something as special as that event and that competition this year, which is you know performing at the highest level, right? If something happens where the wheels potentially fall off that wagon and you get three astoundingly special shows that wind up being subpar because of product failure. I mean, that would break my heart. And it's not just that too. It's, it's, I think when we discussed it too, I said something, you know, the lines of it's, if something like that were to happen at Skywars, it'd be rough for me to look at you guys too. Cause you guys spend, you take time off work. You're coming down there. You're spending tons of money to, to come down there for rooms and board and food, just a trip alone. And to have your guys' hard work not go up in the air or something go wrong, I, I would feel bad, not just for me, but for you guys more than anything. Because it's it's your guys' blood and tears out there as well. Sweat. I guess I think that's why we kind of frame this in discussion and kind of talk about it is, you know, if there can be a learning experience uh, from the consumer side, you know, I was really impressed. Like you, I mean, you, Caleb, and, and a number of other people on the Facebook groups did a lot of digging into, you know, um, different date codes, different batches that they had on hand and, you know, testing and things like that. So you threw over the fence to me before the lake, Hey, you know, be on the lookout for, um, you know, at the time, obviously, cause you hadn't had the show that you had last weekend, but you know, at the time there, the concern was for certain date codes. And I don't, did you guys settle on what date codes to kind of watch out for? See, they're so random. That's the hard part is what Caleb came up with. And then the ones that I got were completely different date codes. You know, I still had not this many issues compared to last weekend, but on the other shows, um, or I won't say the names of them, so you don't have to beep them. But anyways, those, yeah. <laughs> uh, I still had, you know, 20 not go in yeah. my first show and I did, didn't think much of it. I did pull the effect, saw it, they went, but you know, for the last umpteen years, right? I've been shooting MJG Firewire Initiators since they became a thing. And I think every year, consistently, the failure rates from show to show where either the match did not pop or the match did pop and the effect did not take fire was really, it was a low percentage, right? It was well below, you know, three or 4% um, total Q counts. At the lake, I'll normally get, because the Q counts anywhere from an average year is probably, you know, six to 700 Qs, right? Average number of igniters that don't go for the lake. And that spans, I also include uh, in my father's segment, three boards worth, right? Maybe 40 some odd Qs worth total. So I include those 40 igniters in my counts every year. But I think, you know, the total this year, um, we had like nine. Normally there's a good mix of both either matches that didn't pop, but they had continuity or the match went off and the effect did not take fire. However, this year it was largely skewed toward the latter 
which was the firewire initiator went off, but the effect didn't take the fire. And I think out of the nine queues, there was like seven that were that problem. The other two were continuity issues and they just didn't go. There was only like six things that didn't go off on mine and each one that you pulled the match had went um, and the match had popped, but the, the effect didn't go. So yeah. considering the Q count that I had, that was a very low, but 90% of mine was in a, a March of 23 batch. Um, and some of the other stuff was uh, 21, but I checked all those as I was going through them. So everything looked pretty good. Um, but I, I didn't have any major issue this year. Thank God. Yeah. AJ, I did check mine. Mine all came from the March of 2023 manufacturing batch. All right, so the ones that I had this year, so the ones that went, they were three footers and they were from 11, 29 of 2022. But this ones that I just had issues with, the major issues with, the seven footers were from 517 of 2023 and the three footers were four, five of 2023. Hmm. And the three footers were definitely the ones that had the the most <laughs> failure rate. When you went through, you were working with Jeff to do testing and that, you know, what did you find in performance? So from what, what he asked me to do is to take six igniters, put them on a white piece of paper and tape them down and fire each one of them. <clears throat> so they, uh, he could see, you know, how they fire. Um, the first one shot really well. <clears throat> you can actually see the fire go out and the flame mark the actual paper. The other ones, there was no pop. It was like a sizzle and you didn't see a score on the paper as much. Like they just didn't have, and we've all shot a match before. Everybody knows how they pop. They shoot that little flame out. These didn't really have that. The other issue I saw was that the flame shot backwards not forward, but backwards. So that was kind of interesting too. And I found that tearing a bunch of effects apart when I took it out, you could tell there was no fire shot forward. It was all in the actual shroud backwards. Like the wire coming out of the shroud was actually scored more than anything. Yeah. That to me is nuts when, you know, you have a match that's, there's nothing, there's no medium whatsoever in between the source of the fire and the lift charge in the device. And if it still doesn't take fire, that's, that's wild. Oh, yeah. well, I mean, just in the, the quick match into the shells that we had in the show, <clears throat> when the, the quick match is literally 0. 0.001 millimeters away from the, the shroud and that igniter goes, it should light it. No problem. Right but it didn't because it shot backwards. There was not even a stain near the top of the shroud. So in perspective, so everybody knows out of, uh, so I did the count by the way of, remember I told you I ended up using some of my old stock of standard wire. So I get rid of it. Yeah. So I ended up using 700 and hold on, let me grab my paper. I want to be precise here. Where is it? 737 of these matches and I had 168 not go. Oh my God, man. Oh man. Oh yeah. It was, it was horrible. Especially cause I mean, and it wasn't what kind of percentage I, is that 
20%. Dear God. And, and I, I'm glad that it was, I should say that's, it sounds so bad. I'm glad there was people at the show that were there to witness when we were cleaning up people pulling some of these apart that are in the pyro community as well. Like David, England, yeah. Yeah. you know, Brian from RKM, the owner, you know, everyone was able to see this stuff right there on the spot. So it's not just my words coming up. People actually saw this with their own eyes. Yeah, I completely agree, man. That's, that's good that other people are kind of left scratching their head after that, because it's like, I, I think when, you know, when you hit major quality issues like this, I, unfortunately you have to experience failures and failures have to happen to someone. Um, in order for them to get fixed. And they got to know about them too. Right. You got to know about them. You can't be the only person that received match from that batch. And I think it's, it goes without saying that people are going to talk about failures to a certain degree. I think you did more than adequate testing. When you sent videos over and I took a look at them, I'm like, Oh my God, that's kind of crazy because out of even the, a couple batches of matches that you taped to a piece of paper and fired. I mean, there was notable differences, not only in the pyrotechnic material in how it developed and did its thing, but also I thought that was absolutely nuts when I saw that one where it's just bouncing off the back of the lacquer, the lacquer is too strong. I, I don't know the science behind it, so I'm not too sure. But what I do know is we're all designers that rely on this stuff to make a design come to fruition. And I don't know. I, I can't tell you what kind of state of mind I would have been in if I would have had that kind of failure rate. 20% is insane. Yeah, especially when there's 10,000 plus people at that show. Yeah. That, that was for, that was the biggest town show I've ever done. So seeing that and like I had my friends, my family, I had coworkers from work at this show and everything. And that was the first time anyone's ever seen anything like that out there. And it's like, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah. And, and well, that's the other thing is I, I went through every, every one of those matches. I pulled the shroud back before we used them. There was probably 30 or 40 of them that I, I was like, yeah, I'm not using that one. And I put it off to the side. Yeah. I only used the match. If I pulled it back, looked at it, I was like, it looks good. No problem. So I visually inspected the, that's, that's the other hard part about this is I literally looked at every one of those match heads, dude. And they looked perfectly fine. MJG is visually different than what it used to be. You know, when it first came out, it it, it had more of a, I don't know, it had more of a red sheen to it. Yeah, like a cherry um, red. Yeah, it's changed. I, I don't know if it was like cherry red. It was always darker than standard match just well, because of that. Blind, I believe it's a, I know. I believe Lost it's like a big bean red. <laughs> I don't know if it, you know, it's, I just noticed that it did kind of change over time. Now, Back in um, NFA 2015, th there was actually an issue with some of the MJG igniters. And, you know, Jeff had sent us a, a note in, a couple of days before the show and said, hey, just, just so you know, make sure you be on the lookout for this because we had some reports that the match, the matches going into the actual leaders of the wires going into the match head were shunted, right? And then you would kind of pull it back and you could kind of see um, where there was no space between the two wires going into the, the compound. So, he completely did that proactively. You know, it wasn't reactive. Didn't We didn't have to send him anything. But it's like, I think that this stuff will get fixed. I just really, really hope that if the guys at, at Skywars are doing this, I, I don't know. I hope there is a 
another avenue to go down, potentially explore to get you guys match from either from confirmed batches that we know work and, you know, are normal or if. So Mo Pyro is buying all of our match this year. So Did they uh, give we, you- I, I talked to Scott and, and Scott said he talked to Rob about all this and, you know, mentioned, you know, having to source uh, uh, quick plugs pretty much that we need. And I did talk to Jeff also about JTEC's his JTEC line to see if he had any issues reported with those. And he said, no. So, you know, Mo Pyro can buy those for us and be on site with them. We don't need them ahead of time kind of thing. Yeah. So hopefully that can get taken care of or the stock can be had for that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Like you said, it's, it's going to be in the back of our heads the whole time. It's right. matching all this stuff. And it, it's like I said, when I also did the testing, you saw the video of um, like when we were at the, the night of the show, we were pulling stuff here and there and checking stuff. And even David from Markham said, you know, he wanted to look at his product because it was night out product I was shooting. So he pulled that igniter out and he looked down in the port and he was even questioning. He's like, Did, was it the effect? He's like, is it our stuff? And I'm like, I'm like, dude, no, I was like, it, it looks open down there. So I, I purposely came home and took a video of me actually pulling the effect out of the Critco rack, pulling the igniter out, showing it went and then taking the effect and cutting it open and showing the port was wide open showing the little bag of lift and how fire never really even touched it, which that actually did. You can see the burn mark of the port. You know how there's like four little holes down there. You can see that on the bag, but I mean, it's like if you took a lighter and just kind of like tapped it, I don't even know how to describe it. I mean, it was the smallest of little burn on it, Hmm. but I mean, it's like on go go ahead. So like on uh, mammoth cake, I ripped a couple of mammoth cakes apart. The match was inside of that tube. So, I mean, the tiniest smart should have, excuse me, should have uh, lit that BP and the same as well. It didn't. Hmm. Yeah. Like the, and I, I think that's a, that's a standard manufacturing procedure for like rewinding for a second, going back to what David was saying with the lift bags, that's a standard practice for modern single shots and to have a, to lift in like the little baggie inside the. Oh, and I've shot hundreds, hundreds of that night. owl yeah. One shots this year, tons of them. I've never had an issue with it. Hmm. So this was, this is definitely a first, <laughs> hmm. but again, it's not, it's not their stuff. Cause I ripped the, I ripped their effects apart here and there just to double check. So that way I had proof that it wasn't, a product issue. It was extremely, or it was all basically the igniter. Hmm. Ooh, excuse me. Oh, I know <laughs> it's, it was, I rough, do hope man. that they, they figure out a, um, you know, a root cause. Um, and I would be interested to see if other folks that got igniters from those same, day codes for this year had the same luck. Yeah, the more, the more information they can get with date codes and product batches, they can find the issue so they can fix it. Yeah. Well, Jeff said I was the first person to bring up anything in 2023. He said that everything that had been reported to him was in from 2022 batches mm-hmm. and that I was the first person to tell him anything about the 2023 batch. 
Congratulations. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Your first. Guess what you win. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Embarrassment uh, in front of 20,000 people. <laughs> I thought it was 10. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's a really big town of like 200 some thousand. I'm sure there was at least 20 there, I'd say. <laughs> but I said 10 earlier because I was <laughs> good number. <laughs> good round number. There's a lot. There's like a full 360 crowd. Okay, amigos. This has been Fireworks and Vices with Alfredo. Laters. I'm going to record myself next time you play that of me doing my little dance over here every time to that because I find it hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to make a loop out of it or like a gif or something. Uh, I need to make uh, <clears throat> I need to make other other little no. jingles for segments. Yeah, like Jamie's check segment. Remember? Jamie don't have a segment. Oh, yeah. You got a segment. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was it uh, we came up with? Oh, come on, Bo. Help me out on this one. We were talking about it. Did we lose Bo? No, I'm right here. Oh. I'm letting you work this out. <laughs> oh, it was like It'll firework moments or firework... Um, Oh, meditation or firework pyro meditation with Jamie or something. What are we, we going to get him like a chakra and some of those, those little things that you like smack um, little pans. Yeah. Right. Everybody gets little like uh, um, finger clapper um, <laughs> symbols. Yeah. Right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason I can see Jamie out on the shoot site. Woosa. <laughs> rubbing his ears. Woosa. I can see Jamie. I can see Jamie losing his shit on a shoot site and then, you know, like just stripping naked very, and running off into the I woods. I'm a very calm person. Uh -huh. There's a lot of, a lot of adjectives that I would use to describe you. I don't know if calm would be one of them. Yeah, calm is been definitely not one of them. Drinking <laughs> hardcore. Actually, even when you've been drinking hardcore, say, it's got it's like it? you have to be on the you have to be on the end leg of, you know, your bender to to start going calm. And that's usually because your whole body is shutting down and you're going to sleep. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm crashing. Usually about the time that I get done cleaning up the shoot site and realize I have seven speakers, 532 cables left alone. I'm like, oh crap. Forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think ever one time Jamie's ever been just actually I think the only time he's ever been really calm and quiet was our lost episode. Oh, I guess because he didn't have a choice. There wasn't a, break, there wasn't a break in the action for like two hours. Yeah. That's the other that segment. Brutal. That's the other segment I was going to do. I'm going to do a... Um, that was brutal. Yeah, well, I ain't going to be that. It's just going to be the... Uh, it's going to be a metal cover of the, the dun, Mortal dun, Kombat dun, theme dun, song. Dun, and it's going to be dun. basically you and I just argue. But see, that's dangerous ground. Because if we go there, neither one of us let up. And then before you know it, it's another lost episode. And so I'm going to have to temper myself. Temper yourself. Or lots of editing. Nope. Ain't doing no. that. <laughs> Would rather just trash it. <laughs> Gonna have to edit that much more shit. That's all right. All right. We only argue because we love each other. Uh huh. That's it. Uh, okay. So MJG PSA. Is there anything else we feel we want to hit this week? Mm, should I mention product issues I had as well? Uh, do, I guess. We I mean, it? we can make it a 
PSA in general. I mean, shit, we're already walking around with the, the blowtorch. Lighting <laughs> <laughs> people's companies on fire. Have at it. And again, we're not trying to. I we're know. Just, we're we're here I'm being facetious. I mean, because I had a product issue and I talked to Scott Smith and his buddy had the exact same issue with the exact same product. So it's not like I'm the only one, you know, you, you mentioned it to another friend and they're like, Oh, my other buddy had the same issue come up. Yeah. Then, then there's an issue. You know what I mean? It's not like, Oh, it's this a one-time thing kind of thing, which can happen. But the, um, do I give the part number? Yeah. Just I mean, I, yeah, to be accurate. This is the other thing that I absolutely hate about this particular thing. Right. I mean, I, I'm a consumer, First and foremost, just like you guys, I mean, we all do this because we love it and we have fun doing it. But I mean, you know, podcast, it takes time, it takes effort, and it takes a shit ton of money to produce this stuff. And we're not making any money for the podcast. So it was my hope that one day, you know, people will be like, yeah, we'd like to advertise with you guys. Well, we are putting that on its knees and just shooting it in the head <laughs> by doing stuff like this. But at the same time, we are, I feel like we're creating awareness for the people on the, in the community that use it. But at the same time, in the long term, I feel like stuff like this, you know, if, if it can be discussed productively means that it results in holding manufacturers accountable, rightfully so, right? No manufacturer likes to have their shit thrown out there and say, oh my God, something doesn't work. Nobody likes that, right? Because it, it, it sucks. And we're talking about small businesses. We're not talking about huge corporations that have billions and billions of dollars to throw at things. But what we are talking about is we're, we are hoping that by talking about this stuff and, and educating people that maybe we can, you know, like it, at least create some accountability to where this stuff isn't just being like looked at like, Oh, okay. Bad batch. We'll just wait until the next one and then hope that it gets fixed then. Right. I, we're hoping that processes and procedures get put into place that prevent this stuff from happening in the future. All right. Um, <clears throat> and this is the brand new batch, uh, from this year. Uh, what yeah. manufacturer? Dominator PFX 13 FR-10. It's the red, white, and blue peony slice with the comets. Oh, yep. Is it the the meteors, the rising meteors, or are they comets? They're comets. Comets. So it's three comets with um, red, white, and blue peonies that go off. Explosion. That should be a that's the best word to describe. Just boom, 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 boom on the ground like little ground bombs. What the hell? How many people are watching a video for that? That's a beautiful slice. Oh yeah, I love that thing. How I many did you? At my oh my god! Show my whole. Have case you shot? How many have you shot this year? So out of the new batch, this was the first brand new box that I got from them. The other <laughs> ones I had were all of the old stock from 2019. Okay. What, how's that packed? What quantity? Eight to one. Eight to one. How many did you shoot in the show? All eight. All eight. Did they all go boom? Three. Boom. Oh boy. Ooh. Well, then it sucked too, because, you know, not only did it take out those, it took out the other three slices that were in my show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then the other issue I had is a uh, PFX 13 FR-8 was not uh, the same exact effect that I had in 2019. They were mm. crackling comets. They actually were comets that crackled. This slice is no longer a comet. It's just crackling mines. Not mm. the same. 
whatsoever yeah. <laughs> when you're going really? for a certain effect you're expecting one thing and you get another one you're like um doesn't even fit not even close to what i wanted that to look like but so okay. the actual effect completely changed from one batch to the next oh extremely yeah yeah hmm jamie did you have any that uh did you have any that i guess didn't necessarily perform like you thought they were going to uh no everything i had performed away and performed well there was one thing i noticed on the uh, f- green finale cakes it, they actually had like a strobing that was like a green mine to a green strobing meteor to green peony i'm like huh none of the other finale cakes have strobing and i've never seen the green do that before because i don't remember doing it last year but those are the that, that was a pleasant 30s, 30s right 30s, yeah it was a pleasant yeah. surprise and oh it looks kind of cool i mean the biggest thing we had was uh the week before when we did chad's show he had that entire case of 40 millimeter red to blue to white strobe mines that every single one blew out and dented and damaged every tube they were in and the Krako rack because they just oh, exploded. But the effect was beautiful. It was just the lift charge blew out and bent all the racks, which was so frustrating. It was an expensive segment. Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Not only expensive, it's time consuming to take those racks apart to replace two tubes and 30 racks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everything you guys shot was all of the old stock, though, correct? And nothing came in the new boxes from them, right? Well, I guess you you shot raccoon this year, right? Yeah. Uh, who are you talking to, Jamie? You, or you, me? You. me? I think yeah. I'm the only one here without any pro- like actual product complaints this year because ra- I shot raccoon. It was fucking phenomenal. But Over Jamie, for your show, it was all the old stock, correct? Uh, are we talking about NJGs? No, we're talking oh. about uh, the ones that the ones that you and Chad shot. Oh, we're talking about that. I don't know where Chad got this. I don't. I, he got them. I think he got them. Were they, they were Dominator, though, right? Yeah, they were Dominator, but I don't know what stock they were. Oh, I don't have it. I'll be. That was his. Yeah. My stuff. I didn't have any major issues. Those uh, finale cakes, the green ones. Those were a case I got this year. Um, so it was new, the green ones that, yeah which that was just cool I was like I wasn't expecting green strobing meteors on a finale cake I'm like huh that's cool I, want I didn't more. you know <laughs> I was talking to I was talking to AJ and he noted that and I um I, I haven't gone back and watched your video since I I'm trying to get the lake edit done first and then I was going to finish yours but like the um AJ mentioned it and I got to thinking, I'm like, well, I didn't, I mean, I didn't notice it. Like when I was watching your show, I, you know, I was watching the symmetry and I was watching, you know, just, so much just smoke. The basic color separation. Yeah. And then smoke too. But obviously, I mean, you could still, you could still tell what you were trying to achieve with the color separations and the yeah. way that you were stacking the verticals and stuff. But it, when AJ mentioned, he's like, yeah, the, he, you know, Jamie said the, the green ones were strobing. I got to thinking about it and I'm like, yeah, you know, that's, that's kind of true because that, that green peony composition in previous years, when I've shot those PFX 30s, they really were really nice and vibrant, right? But I don't remember when AJ said it, I remember thinking to myself, yeah, you know, it was a I green don't mine the peony. There was yeah. no meteor after the mine. There was no strobe, unless you got huh. the red strobe, but there's no strobing meteor. It was just red strobing mine, the red, red strobing peony, green mine, the green peony. I was like, huh, those are strobing. That's cool. Yeah, because I, I think the only... Go ahead. Go ahead, AJ. 
the one thing I did notice this year with the new Dominator packaging, you know, where they have the uh, the new boxes all say like Dominator Pro Line, America's number one brand. They're like did a whole different box now. They actually come with factory codes on them now. Awesome. Remember That's before cool. they didn't? So it's cool to see that on there. So hopefully they're using that to track stuff. Because before when you'd had issues, you're like, I got nothing. There's nothing on the box that sells anything. No batch number, no factory code, no nothing. Yeah, nothing that you can really use to dive into traceability. Exactly. I don't know how many manufacturers do that. Because again, I, I don't I don't think I know enough about the supply side to know how these guys operate. But it would be cool to see date codes similar to like what's on MJG and things like that. So you can at least tie some level of quality assurance to a lot of the product. The industry is so focused on volume sales for a very short period of time every single year. I think the objective is almost always produce as much as humanly possible and and get it out the door. Yeah, but like if you're buying an effect, you should, like Jamie said, for his finale cakes, they were green, but they had the strobing in it. That That's not what they're supposed to be. My PFX 13-8, not supposed to be crackling mines. It's supposed to be crackling comets. And then the other one I had was the falling leaves cake. They've never had tails. The reds, you know, it goes red, green, red, green. Yeah. The red had no tails. The green shot. And when it shot green, I'm like, why is there comet tails coming off of these? Well, dude, in, in uh, Power Rangers last year, that's why I took a chance with Raccoon this year was one, you know, I'd been using Dominator Proline at the lake for a number of years. When I swapped from Spirit to Dominator, it was because of quality concerns that I had with, with Spirit. I switched to Dominator, loved it for a couple of years. And then all of a sudden I just noticed really interesting inconsistencies with stuff. I noticed the same thing that you're talking about, like with not so much the strobing thing, but in power Rangers, like my whole green Ranger uh, was like, he, I've never seen, um, you know, whatever that uh, green mine to green meteor uh, item. I've never seen that with a, a metals in it and it's in its tail. And every single time I shot that it had a tail on it. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, because you're not expecting that. That's not a. It's not a, a point of interest that you were trying to, you know, accentuate. Well, yeah, in it's, it's yeah, right. It's it's not the effect that you were going for. You were going for consistency in the type of product all the way across the field. That was kind of the point in which I was like, okay, I'm gonna try a different manufacturer. That's why I'm totally stoked that there's other one four pro lines available because what this is doing in the creation of other one four pro lines. If any good thing has come from uh, the expansion of one four pro and you know the regulations that are in place, it's now there's more competition. So now it's we're, we're having a chance to see other people try to create quality products, and it yeah. I think it really works. I mean, you've seen it with Night Owl, and Night yeah, I experienced great. it with with Raccoon, and I'm right. super super happy. Yeah. Oh, I thought Jamie was going to talk there. Sorry. But um, if I can mention them, the the things I'm seeing with the Night Owl one-shots and the way they look, the consistency of them, that's how I remember ProLine being five years ago. Yep. Like, 
not like boosting them up or anything, but like it, it's really good stuff. I've shot a ton of it this year, especially because I shoot those shows with Dogger for our cam shows. But wow, like when I see that stuff go off, I'm like, look at the color and the consistency of those things. Even their cakes. When I shoot a cake to, on one side and a cake on the other side, I don't consistent. have to row it because yeah, it's consistent. It right. they both go together. They the timing's perfect on them. They're one batch, one case from the next case. They're all exactly the same. Colors are vibrant. Timing's good. It, so it's the market. Like the market needs this stuff, man. Oh, exactly. 100%. Especially for you know the shows that we're trying to do. I want beautiful and creativeness and I want you know for the timing that we're trying to get in our shows that's the quality I'm looking for period right there the stuff that I've been getting through them is what I'm looking for yeah well and then like to to your point too in like one four pro should be held to a different standard than standard consumer you know, you had mentioned that several times in passing, like, you know, it's one, one, four pro and one, four pro, you know, I, these are effects that are being created there. I mean, their sole purpose in, in their, um, inception to begin with was for these kinds of shows, right. To, to put together extremely beautiful sight pictures and, and create really, really stellar displays, you know, things that you can't necessarily do with standard one, four consumer product. So Therefore, I, I think additional resources and care goes into them to a degree or historically has gone into them to a degree in, in China and the way that they were created. But I think there was such a niche and a small percentage of companies that were manufacturing them that, you know, after a while, I don't know. I mean, the sh shy of sounding like a dick and saying you like companies get complacent, you know, if I was a big company like Dominator, I'd look at my entire, you know, my entire market and Proline's such a small sliver of the pie. It's like you want to focus what resources you have to creating, you know, to, to expanding the big parts of the pie. And I think that's w what kind of sucks is we're just kind of stuck in that really niche little area where, um, you know, the one four pro just kind of took a hit because they can only produce, they can only produce so much of it. And, you know, they have a demand, right? They're ha they have a demand. They're trying to create a supply for it, but at the same time, um, why not create the supply that, you know, is going to pay your bottom line and pay everybody's salaries and keep the company running, which is the standard consumer stuff. True. But I don't know. It's, there's gotta be, consistency though that's the only problem with it like you know i don't understand why you can't have consistency it's like here's what we want this is how it was made last time why and can't I, it be made exactly I, there's the same gotta be before? like a so in electronics like everything has a spec right i mean it's just same thing with like plumbing right when when they're making uh plungers right a certain type of there's a Let's certain type copper of pipe because there's there you go, copper pipe and, <laughs> I think I chose plunger because I was playing Mario uh, two days ago. Um, it's a me, a Mario. It's a me, a Mario. <laughs> uh, what the fuck was I saying? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I just completely derailed. <laughs> uh, the, uh, consistency. Uh, oh yeah, consistency. So like 
Oh, no, it's no, no, an no. industry oh, sorry, with specs. Yeah, yeah, oh, it's yeah. specs, right? So, like, you know, to create a spec, you're creating a, like a standard documentation that says, hey, every time you build this, you build it like this, right? Um, and that's given, I'm sure the spec, you know, goes all the way from sourcing the raw materials to, you know, the person who's putting it together. Um, they have their template, they get laid out, uh, whatever, you know, you get your black powder, but again, like your, all your charcoals, all your sulfurs, you know, all of your compositions that go into that, who knows how it changes from year to year. They might be using a different chemical supplier. They might be using a different cardboard supplier. The time fuse may be you know, composed completely differently than it was last year. You know, they're, they're trying to find ways to cost effectively create this stuff, but also at the same time, you know, reduce their costs. Right. And this is why I'm a big fan of these new pro lines coming out, because I think you're going to be able to look at the entire playing field of one, four pro guys and go, okay, as far as quality goes, you know, here's the front runners. Here's the front runners in quality right now as we sit in 2023. And, you know, those are the guys that are like the people that really care about the composition of their displays and the way that their displays look. Um, they're going to know where to kind of gravitate to. And I think that's, that's like chef's kiss, man. No, and I agree with that on... <clears throat> Whoever comes out with the best and consistency colors and all that, that's who's going to win. But like you said too, it's, it's such a small market that it's, they'd rather make the stuff that they're going to sell them more of than this stuff. But if yeah. this stuff really doesn't really start coming, how does pyramucles grow from there? Yeah. If you're not well, first, you're last. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you were when you were designing with Night Owl, you know, did you instantly? Because I when I was watching your your shows, the last couple of show videos, like I saw different effects, right? And it was, that was such a breath of fresh air to look into the design space, period, and see different effects. It just got so stale over the last several years. And that's like, it's not from a lack of, I don't know, but I, I was really happy to see one four pro kind of go from super solid colors in every way, shape and form. But I found myself supplementing with one four consumer to achieve certain effects. When I moved to dominator, it was really because they had variety in color mixtures from item to item. You know, they still had their solid colors, but they had plenty of items where you could kind of go in and, and fish for different things. So I don't know. To me, it's like, it's weird though, because you feel like you have the same palette of paint, right? This the same, um, you know, whatever that thing's called where the, the painters are squirting their paint on and dipping their, their brush in and kind of going crazy with it. You just feel like it's the, it's the same thing from year to year in the effects. And you're always looking for ways to change that. And I think the inner introduction with a lot of these pro lines, not only has it introduced cool effects from, you know, factory guys and, and dudes with like, with an eye for color mixture and the mixing of different effects, but it's also, it's lit a fire under every manufacturer that may not have been looking at that stuff before, because I don't know, again, for the lack of a better word, complacency. Yeah, I agree. There's there's definitely some effects in the Night Owl stuff that when you see it, you're like, wow. And it's 
good. When I mean like, uh, I'm not going to name the cake because everyone's going to buy it and I like them. So I'm going to keep them for myself. <laughs> <laughs> but that waterfall cake you saw in, in yeah. two of the shows. Yep. Dude, oh. in person, that is beautiful. Like they hang, they're, they're huge. They're just... I don't even know how to describe it. In person, dude. Epic. Every show that went, yeah, epic. That's great. Dude. It's, it's epic. Everybody that's, that's, as soon as those go off, you can hear the crowd. Woo. You're like, all right. I'm going to need that video. I care because it looks really cool right now. I'm going to need the video so I can update my sim, please. Okay. Well, uh, are we, uh, we calling it quits on this one? <laughs> I do feel kind of bad about this one. Like, I, I feel like we're shitting on them, but we're not. It's just, I guess, like, I think I had this conversation with uh, one of the reps online and it's, this is more our opinions. Can I say it like that? I guess yeah. for all of us, this is our opinions coming from a consumer. And, and this is yeah. what we're talking about because this is what we want. This is what you were and what we see these things, these, these products lacking now. And either you can... Take what we say and correct your product, or take what we say and say fuck these guys. That's up to you. But yeah, I, I mean, in the grand dude, scheme well, of things, yeah. be better for yes, all of us. One hundred percent. Because if I not, like, you're going to lose a bunch of people that are going to want to get into this stuff. Because yeah. people will be put off very quickly with this kind of thing. Feedback is so valuable in every single way, shape, and form. You know, without feedback, you're kind of you're kind of just kind of groping around in the dark. Well, if you don't know you're doing something wrong, you're going to continue doing something wrong thinking you're doing it right. Yeah. And it's like, this is, I, I don't know, like a good way to, I guess, frame this particular episode is, is I don't tough love, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Because it really is. I mean, we genuinely want this stuff to be the best that it can be. And we might not know. I, I will be the first to admit that I personally don't know all of the inner workings of you know uh, your businesses and uh, manufacturing in China. There's so much stuff that I don't know. But what I do know is we consume this stuff and we're giving you feedback on how it can be better. You can take it or leave it at the end of the day, but that's why I really enjoy, I guess, to a degree, this is the the silver lining part of the current 1-4 laws is it's other manufacturers are now officially in the space. And while that creates, comp- that creates competition and competition breeds excellent product because you're going to have people pining for like the guy that's known as the quality vendor, the guy that's known as the quality manufacturer. I really want to take a second and say, uh, Doug Moser and his daughter, Delissa and Kyle, the kid, uh, those were the guys that came out and helped me shoot that show last Sunday. Well, it was two day setup. I just want to, they listen to our podcast. I just want to say thank you guys so much again for being there. I know it was a long two days, but, and with everything that went a lot of hard work didn't go up, but thank you for being there for me. Nice. You guys got a compliment from AJ. That should make you feel real damn special because those are very really hard so to come by. True. <laughs> so so really true. hard to come by. <laughs> I'm going to rewind in our 
private messages from when I first <laughs> sent you a message back in like 2017. I know. Yeah, that, that, was that was last six years ago. That's the last ago. attaboy I got. Six that's years ago. 16. We get one every decade. <laughs> I gave you one today when we were talking about your um, your Rainer. cousin doing filming stuff. And when oh, you yeah. said, no, well, yeah. those were my so, Jamie, check this out. So I was, I was, at, uh, I was at work today. AJ calls instantly goes into 10 minutes of, of a, it's like, I, I felt like if I was a therapist, he just came into the room and laid down on the couch. <laughs> I kept thinking to myself, I'm like, I wonder when he's going to, when he's going to ask me how I'm doing or what I'm doing. And then all of a sudden about 10 minutes goes by, 12 minutes goes by. And then I was like, I was, I don't know. I was like talking to myself or something as I was writing something down. Then he goes, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. What are I, you doing? Like, why are you not listening to me right now? No, no, it was just because whatever he was doing was really loud. And I was like, man, I've never heard Bo be this loud before when he's do- like, don't take this the wrong way because it sounds really bad the way I'm saying Wait, what? Never heard a bunch of noises when he's at work. Usually it's clicking on the keyboard. Yeah, for like swiping. Yeah. 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 Not like, doosh, doosh, doosh. like, what the fuck? He's like yeah. working on something. I want to know what he's working on. Now I'm excited. He's got tools in his hand, I think. He's working on something. A sharpie. Right. Is that what we're calling it? Yeah, that's what we'll call it. That's where we'll leave it. All right. Uh, we done? Oh, well, you're, you're not going to go to what I actually said to you today? Because you, you told you everybody well, I don't part? give any compliments to you. Well, what on the video? I haven't made the video yet. No, remember you—you uh, you were talking about the shots from 2021, and I thought you said your cousin. I well, thought your no, cousin did well, those. I know, but yeah, like I interpret that like, oh, okay, that's great. Now he thinks that my cousin, who did a very shitty job at doing the video this year, did this, did that, and like I was the one that did it. Right, but, was, I, but you guys were on, standing right oh. there when I'm like filming bugs and shit. For v- yeah, those yeah, bugs were yeah. awesome. Bugs but I thought it was and, him with a bunch of like because no. I saw him the most like walking around. But anyways, I know you blocked so everybody me Everybody knows I though. Know. I, I mentioned that there's those shots that uh, I, I you can see those things. Like you said, you when you're taking a shot of fireworks when you're the guy that everybody's looking at. Why is he laying on the ground and why is he contorted like that when he's taking a shot? <laughs> it's because you see something out there or you see a shot and you're able to capture it where I'm just like, oh, look, fireworks, click, 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 click. And those are my pictures. <laughs> <laughs> really, though, like if you if you just like lay prone on the ground with a camera and, you know, move it really slowly, then you win. Because like nobody else in fireworks does any of that stuff. I mean, I, I truly do not believe I even have a good eye. I think I'm an okay video editor, but like beyond, beyond that, it's like, I have to try quite a bit to get raw footage and find good stuff because, but it like in fireworks, it's, it's truly not hard. I mean, if you hand a camera to somebody and they kind of go around, like their first instinct is like, just stand over a rack and then hold the camera at waist level and like point it down at the ground. It's like the worst looking shot ever. I like to take them from the ground. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I take photos. <laughs> I like to take pictures of the racks from the ground. The yeah, hunt, little, right, exactly. Grass, like, stems of grass sticking up, and you know, think of your subject in your shot, what you're trying to film, and then th- almost think of it like: Would I take a picture of a person from this same angle? And if the answer is yes, then. I don't know. Maybe you just, you get a different job on the shoot side. (laughs) 
should have started doing that when I take pictures of furnaces. <laughs> <laughs> Lay down on the ground and get some epic shot, like look straight up to the ceiling. Oh my god. Jamie, you would get sales. Jamie.